everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. Figures don't lie. Liars figure. My name is Matt, and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Ah, oh, great, Matt. I'm uh, just drinking cranberry juice. It's really yeah, early. That's crazy. <laughs> how are that, you? Got to get that urinary tract cleaned out. That's right. Yeah. It's I'm, all about urinary uh, tract health. <laughs> I am drinking uh, water. Yeah. I, I just mm. finished my black and tan coffee. And it's, uh, yeah, because it's early, but it, I, I woke up extra early this morning to get, uh, I had to go run out to the store, grab stuff for breakfast, drink some coffee. So I'm a little, I'm fired up. The caffeine is kicking in now. Nice. Uh, so our catchphrase today, guys, is figures don't lie, liars figure. And that was sent in to us by at Career Alley, which happens to be Andrew's father. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. And uh, you can send them in via Twitter. It's at Money Matters Man is our Twitter account. And uh, I'm actually really, really excited today because we're going to talk about a topic that gets me super fired up, angry, frustrated, all these things. We get a lot of uh, questions from listeners about this topic. And we have a guest on the show. His name's Robert Fitzpatrick, and he's an expert in examining and revealing deception and fraud in bogus home-based businesses like pyramid schemes, multi-level marketing schemes, and work-at-home income schemes. So, Robert, how are you today? Real good. Thank you. Yeah, and your website is pyramidschemealert.org, right? Yes. That's um, a consumer education website, has many, many um, articles and uh, audios, other things uh, to help people navigate this, uh, this new field where they're constantly being solicited to join these various types of scams. Would you think that this is a new field because of the internet or has this always been around? Well, we're uh, speaking, speaking of pyramid schemes mm-hmm. presented as income opportunities, as in effect careers or jobs, home-based businesses, that's relatively new. It's been around, um, I would say, to put a date on it, uh, around 1970 is good enough. It, it actually began a little bit before that, but it really broke on the scene on a national scale, significant scale, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Of course, the internet, um, which is um, even much newer, <clears throat> has helped to propagate it, but it predates the internet. Really? So what are some examples of the big guys, the ones that, you know, a lot of people get sort of conjured into? Well, again, we're speaking uh, about pyramid schemes, and they fall into two types. One is presented as a business, a home-based business, Mm -hmm. an occupation, a profession, and so on, viable income, something that could replace whatever you're doing now or serve as your future occupation. That's one type. Mm -hmm. Those are generally called multi-level marketing, network marketing, or direct selling. The second type is not presented as an income through work, but more as a social opportunity, a kind of club, interactive, um, a form of networking, (laughs) not professional networking. And those are usually called gifting clubs or gifting circles. Uh, they, have, they have a lot of different names, but uh, you're, you're enrolled to join. You, you put in money, hundreds or maybe thousands of dollars. You enroll a few other people who enroll a few other people. There's usually a, a structure of one, two, four, eight 
the bottom eight give their money to the one at the top, and then it keeps splitting and expanding. Um, and those, uh, the biggest one is, was mostly aimed at women, but they are always aimed at affiliated groups, that is, people who identify with each other, you know, ethnically, linguistically, by color of their skin, or something like that. Hmm. Those are the two that most people will encounter, but by far the larger is the one that presents itself as an income uh, business. That's multi-level marketing. Right. And so, your, your question is to, uh, what are the big ones? Yeah. Uh, the three largest ones that represent 10% of the total are Amway, Herbalife, and New Skin. Hmm. I never heard of New Skin. I've heard of the other two. Are the three are the three largest um, in the U.S. that um, and they aggregately represent ten percent of the total wow. in the U.S. Can you explain why Herbalife is an MLM and why it's not just like a, a awesome opportunity? Like, uh, I, yeah, to to go on that, is it any different from Mary Kay? Yeah, there there's a few distinctions that are worth making. Um, setting aside Mary Kay for just a moment uh -huh. and to, to ask, uh, answer your, your first big, bigger question of what, what is it about Herbalife? How do you define it? And, or, and, and there are about 500 of these companies now operating in the U.S. So um, you're, the, the odds of an individual, especially a younger person, being solicited is I would say it's a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You can't avoid it. Oh, I've been I've been solicited plenty yeah. of times. Yeah, yeah. And 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 even the odds of your joining are pretty high because it is everywhere and it is presented so attractively. Um, there's almost no reason not to join unless you're pretty informed. So the conventional wisdom is that it's uh, worth worth your time and your money. Take a chance and so on. And the odds are most people will get hit on and they will. Very likely, probably spend some money in there. What may what makes them different from let's just say sales work? Um, sales work has never been that attractive to most people, right. and you don't usually see people standing on their chairs and clapping and getting really excited about the uh, idea of going door to door selling something. So, uh, wh why would they get so excited about Herbalife? And what distinguishes Herbalife and these others is one key factor. And that is what they call the endless chain. And, and this is the factor that I would say to those listening is, is the, the key factor of deception, too. It's the flaw. And it's also its main attraction. So hmm. think of that. The main attraction is the main problem. And the, the, what I mean by this is you are told at Herbalife and all these other companies that once you enroll, you have the authorization to enroll others. And the others that you enroll have the authorization to enroll others. And the pay plan <clears throat> links everybody who is authorized to everyone who authorized them. So a math model is set up, and this is what distinguishes it from all other businesses. Most businesses would say, Here's your product, here's the price, here's what you can sell it for, you've got a profit margin there, you can earn as much as you can based on how many people you sell it to, right, and how much each one buys. Right. 
pretty simple. Mm -hmm. So most people can kind of calculate that. They could also go and ask some other people that have been selling it about how much do you make from doing this. And they could make some pretty valid calculations. But what if I told you that you could enroll five people and they could enroll five each, which gives you 25 more, and the 25 could do the same, giving you 125 more, and that all you had to do was get five, and it immediately multiplies to 155. Hmm. That's just the start. And is that why they call it pyramid schemes? Yeah. Okay. That's why they call them pyramid schemes. And this is why it's called multi-level, mm. because you are you can create in effect an endless eternally expanding sales force you will be getting money from every new person that joins and that is unlimited based on math if you will do a little calculation you know we just did three levels i got 5 we've got 25 we got 125 already i have 155 but i only had to sell five people right and that's just the start. Remember, the 125 now get 625, and the 625 get over 3,000. So what they offer you is not just you can sell a product, but that you can enroll other people to sell the product who can enroll other people in an, endless, an endlessly expanding chain. Now, I can tell you, you could just go out and get five people into this thing and you could literally become a multimillionaire. Sold. Because, you know, because the chain can expand forever. Yeah, and it sounds like it, it, you're selling me right now on this idea. I love this idea. So what makes it so wrong? What, why is this such a bad thing? Well, there, there's the, the trickery here. It isn't immediately obvious, but it requires a little bit of thinking. And there's where... These schemes are very good at diverting you from doing your own due diligence, mm -hmm. from doing critical thinking. <clears throat> First of all, let's just think about the math. Um, one get five, and then the five get five, and so on. If you sit down with your calculator and keep multiplying five times five times five, what you'll discover is that you can only go about 13 levels we went three, just in, you know, one, five, 25, 125. Yeah. Go 10 more times, just 10. You will surpass the population of the earth. The, really? <laughs> right. So what we're talking about here is exponential expansion. And just as most of us don't understand compound interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? When you, you get a loan on your house and you pay on it for five years and you discover gee, the principle is about the same as it was when I bought it. Right. How could that be? Well, most of your payment was interest payment, not principal. It takes a while to figure that out. And um, same for exponential expansion. It's even more complicated. Well, I shouldn't say complicated. It's more elusive. That, um, and I use a, a good example, I think, for people to, to grasp the, the, the absurdity of exponential expansion as a model you know if if I asked you I gave you a choice I'll give you a million dollars in cash right now in your hand free and clear end of deal or I'll put one penny in your hand today and we'll double that penny every day for 30 days only 
So day one, you have a penny, and day two, you have two pennies, and day three, you have four pennies, and day four, you have eight pennies, and so on. Mm -hmm. So we got 26 more days to go. You got eight pennies. Which would you take? Well, most people would say the million dollars, obviously. Right. But if you will get your calculator, and it does require a calculator, and take .01, which is a penny, and just keep doubling that for 30 times, you will get over $4 million at the end of those 30 days. It doesn't seem possible, does it? But that's the way it works. I mean, that's what compounding or exponentially compounding does. So the point here is the plan that everybody, at no matter what point they are on the chain, could expand that chain infinitely forever into the millions, of course, cannot be true. If there's 100,000 people already in the chain and you join and you're 100,001, what are the chances of you building up this multi-million dollar, uh, multi-million dollar, multi-million person mm -hmm. leading to multi-million dollar income? In other words, the math is working against you because there is a limited number of people actually available for this, but they imply that the whole world is available and that the whole world could join your downline, but of course, they can't. Right. And, and, and it can't even work for anyone because it would melt down very quickly. Well, let me ask about uh, Herbalife in, in particular because uh, they actually have products, right? There's, there's Herbalife products. I've seen – I was in Dallas a couple of weeks ago. I saw a guy. He had a truck, and he had Herbalife uh, decals all over it. I assume that this guy had enough money from his Herbalife company to put a decal on his truck. So are there, are there people out there that are currently making income with Herbalife? Well, let me say this. Uh, if you saw somebody with a decal on their truck, um, you can't really assume they made enough money from Herbalife to put a decal on the truck. Perhaps not. We just know that they had enough money to put a decal on the truck. We right. don't know if the money came from Herbalife or not. That's true. So... Um, all of this, these companies that I'm referring to, all multi-level marketing companies have a product. The product is, in effect, the way the money is transferred. So if I have an endless chain being promoted to me as a way to make money, it's not from me going out door to door selling it. It's from me enrolling other people to become salespeople. Each one of them is going to buy a certain amount of product every month. Oh, so they're not selling directly to customers. Yeah, well, well, we'll get to that for just, just, okay, for just okay. a sec. I'll get to that point, which is also fundamental to this math we're speaking about. Um, everybody buys a product. You have to buy in order to be participate in it. You're going to pay something to participate in it. Um, so the product becomes, in effect, the means or the money transfer vehicle uh, for doing this. So it isn't straight cash. It isn't about cash. It's about cash via product purchases. So now we get to the question of selling. And so we're talking about a product that people buy. So does, does the public buy Herbalife's products? Well, if you took out from Herbalife the income opportunity I just explained mm -hmm. of the endless chain, which is, as I said, based on math alone, is a bogus offer. Can't work. Maybe it could work for the first person 
And, but even then, it couldn't be unlimited because there's a limited number. But when you get into the tens of thousands, or in Herbalife's case, already three million are in it. Wow. You join, and you're three million number one. You know, how could all of those people ever be able to build a downline? Mm-hmm. The earth couldn't sustain it, but the market couldn't sustain it. There aren't enough people interested in that product. So you're kind of doomed at the beginning. But let's just look at, take that aside and just look at the product itself. Could you, without recruiting anybody, which is a a futile enterprise anyway, but if you didn't even try, could you make money on your own, by yourself, selling the Herbalife um, weight loss protein shake? That would be the question I would ask anybody. If the income depends on your recruiting, what is it you're recruiting somebody into? If you can't sell the product on your own and make a profit and do that over and over again enough to make it sustainable for you, if you can't, if you don't know anybody who does, then how is it you could enroll somebody else to get into that business. Well, you would tell them they can enroll others. Okay, so then the real business is I'm authorizing you to recruit others. You say recruit others to do what? They are authorized to recruit others. We're authorizing you to recruit others, to recruit others, to recruit others. Well, you say Recruit them to do what? Right. Well, ostensibly to sell a product. But can you sell the product? Is anybody selling the product? Well, the studies that we did of it showed, no, nobody's really selling the product. They're recruiting other people. Because that's where the money is. They're building a downline. Because there isn't any money in selling the product. Who in the world needs a personal salesman in order to buy a protein drink. They're in every convenience store. They're in get every- it online or something. Yeah. You can get them online. And you can get them, by the way, cheaper, a lot cheaper than you could an Herbalife product. So uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a little confused on how yeah. Herbalife is making money right now, though. Okay. So if I could convince you to become an Herbalife salesperson mm-hmm. and – you, and you did your due diligence and you figured out, you know, I don't see anybody actually selling this product. I've never had anybody knock on my door trying to sell it. How would they make money? Well, then you learn about the, the endless chain plan that you could just enroll five and so on. You get excited by that. Five, 25, 125 sounds great. But you say, but how do I make money at that just by enrolling? Well, because everybody who enrolls is going to buy. Why? Well, they have to buy. Oh. They have to buy. Now, Herbalife, as an example, has two types of salespeople. And the top level, which amounts to 20% of their, all their salespeople, that's the only group that can actually make money immediately from the people who enroll underneath them. To be a supervisor, that's what they're called, this top group, 20% of the total, which in the U.S., uh, that's um, over 100,000 people each year. 
pay $3,000 and they receive $3,000 worth of protein drinks. Hmm. So you say, how does Herbalife make money? Well, if I sign up as an Herbalife distributor, they made a pretty big sale of protein drinks to me. Can you imagine trying to get how many customers would you have to get to buy $3,000 worth of this stuff? But if you can get one salesperson enrolled right. and they buy $3,000, well, you don't need a whole lot of salespeople, a lot of customers. You just need a lot of salespeople doing that. Right. How do you get salespeople to sell a product that nobody sells? So wait, back to Matt's original question, because this sounds very much like Mary Kay to me. How does this differ from that? And is that even an MLM scheme? Or like Avon well, or something like that. Yeah. 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 So we um, who have studied this, and I'm not the only one, uh, mm -hmm. others who have examined this sector called multi-level marketing, which by the way, as far as we can tell, is not taught in universities. <laughs> it might be taught at Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> yes. Um, but it, in generally, it's a kind of dark black hole almost in the business world. Very few people really know how it works. But if you delve into it, you can start making a few distinctions. And one of them uh, is that you can divide these companies into two groups. One is called party plans and the other is called one-to-one or the classic multi-level marketing. <clears throat> the party plans um, are in include things like Tupperware. I was going to ask that, or like uh, Pampered Chef. Pampered Chef. And these products are, in fact, sellable, and people do attend house parties, and they, and they buy them. And you could conceivably make a little bit of money um, holding house parties, and selling those products to friends, neighbors, and so on. You can get people to host those parties by offering them some free product and um, invite their friends. This is laborious. It's time-consuming. It's fairly costly for an individual to make a living organizing, attending, and selling at house parties, products that are also in general, available in other places for less money. But it can be done. Um, in reality, however, they also include an attraction that you could get other people to become salespeople and organize parties who would work for you. Hmm. Now you're going to compound the number of parties that you can make money on exponentially because the person you recruited can do the same. So they include this element of unlimited, uh, endless expansion, opportunity, and income showing that whereas just going out and showing the product, organizing parties night after night, and um, coming out there and demonstrating and so on, you could earn a little money, but you could make vast amounts of money if you could get in on organizing a chain of mm. salespeople. So it's right back to that multi-level marketing it comes, thing. It get, does get right back to it, including the pampered chefs, including the Tupperwares. It's just that those companies, in fact, do have products that are marketable, demonstrably marketable, 
that you could realistically earn some money selling that through those that party system. That's been demonstrated and that's true. We distinguish them and we would say they are much less harmful. Mm-hmm. Um, still, there's an element of trickery here that I think a person would need to be aware of because you're really still enrolling people into a business that is truly based upon endlessly recruiting. And if it's endlessly recruiting, the ones at the end are going to lose. Mm. So very few people really do make money at that, a tiny few at the top. Any claims that it's a like a big, large-scale, widespread, open-ended income opportunity for lots of people is impossible, can't be true, because it's based on money being transferred from a lot of people to a few people. Mm-hmm. So um, another thing to keep in mind when you talk about an endless chain or a pyramid, again, this is one of these things that seems to elude our consciousness. You don't have to wait until the whole world is enrolled to know that it couldn't work. Just start with our plan of one five twenty five. There's 31 people in that chain. One made money because he got five in it. Yeah. And five made money because they each got five. But 25 haven't made any money. They're at the bottom. And 25 out of 31 is over 80%. Hmm. Right? So the vast majority aren't making money. (laughs) Now, if you just keep expanding that, the same percentage shows up. You know, in other words, the the bottom group will always constitute the vast majority of the total group. So you don't have to wait till the world is saturated to know that a that an endless chain plan dooms the vast majority to never make money. So that's why I say, if your business plan, if your proposition says um, all you have to do is enroll people, you should know that the people you're going to enroll, if even if you should make money, they probably won't. Right, but what if you're just that guy? What if you're just a guy that just wants to enroll a bunch of people? You don't stop at five. You you stop at, you don't stop. You just keep going. You've, I've enrolled 100 people in my Herbalife campaign. I'm the top supervisor guy. That guy's going to make money because he's selling these $3,000 products to 100 people, right? That's correct. So he, However, there's, there, is, there is money to be made there, even though it's, oh, definitely. it's, uh, di- no. it's dickish. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, no one would ever say there's no money to be made. Herbalife is making billions of dollars, and there are a tiny few at the top of the Herbalife chain that are making money in vast quantities. Hmm. However, there's the only reason there is nothing wrong with making lots of money. I guess everybody would like to do that. The question is, how did they do it? If they did it by telling others that everyone can make money, yeah, that's that is so horribly false. Yeah, and it is not false because most people don't have the skill, the time, the, they're not wily enough, they're not good salespeople. No, they're not going to make money because of the design of the plan itself. Yeah, you're selling them an empty promise. You're selling them a false promise. Yes. Yeah. You're selling them a false promise. So um, that 
again, you could say, oh, well, buyer beware and so on. But this is not a case of buyer beware, remember. Never was a maxim against fraud. It was a maxim for guarding yourself in an open competitive market. But it, was, it never meant buyer beware because fraud is legal. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is I was wondering how, how are these companies allowed to practice business here in the U.S.? It's gotta, there's got to be some legalities to it. I guess they just have a giant uh, bank account with a bunch of lobbyists they pay to go and make sure that this stuff doesn't get squashed. Yes. Well, okay. uh, that, that, this is the big gray area and another reason why the, you know, the average person, I, as I said, is o- almost inevitably will join because in addition to the products <clears throat> being presented as attractive weight loss and so on, mm-hmm. in addition to the income opportunity being presented as almost irresistible, I mean, unlimited income, unlimited opportunity, chance of a lifetime, dr- American dream, and so on, too, too good to pass up. But in addition to that is the question of legality. We always say um, if it's too good to be true, it probably isn't true. Mm-hmm. But I think many people feel like if it really isn't true and it's being presented, it's probably illegal. Right. I mean, that constitutes deception. And so they kind of feel like if it hasn't been prosecuted, it must be legal. And so if it's legal, then it's probably true. Right. I mean, this really faulty judgment here, but that's generally how many of us do think. And in the case of Herbalife, Amway, and so on, as some, many people do know, Herbalife is the subject of an enormous controversy right now about its legality. So the Federal Trade Commission is investigating Herbalife. The FBI is investigating Herbalife. The, the Securities and Exchange Commission is investigating Herbalife. You know what, though? It's been around for so long. I remember Herbalife when I was in high school. And I'm, you know, I'm 31 now. It's been, I mean, I know it's been around for at least 15 years. It's been around since the very early 80s. And so, <laughs> so it's been around for 34 years, approximately. And so the question would be, how could that... It, I said it's how do they elude it that long? Pardon? I mean, how do they elude the the you know the lawsuits for that long? I mean, eventually somebody's got to get got to get pissed off and say this is there's something wrong about this, and right. sue them. Well, they have been sued. Okay. They, um, I myself served as an expert witness in two class action lawsuits against Herbalife, both of which were successful for the plaintiffs. That's good. So um, they have been sued. Oh, they so that's can- how you make money with Herbalife. Is just sue them. <laughs> well, only the, really only the attorneys <laughs> okay. make money doing that. I'm okay. not an attorney. I, I, all I did is do, do some research into the company. But yeah, um, the, uh, the the big the question you've raised is is a huge question, and it's a really important question. You know, if if it is deceptive, if it results in the vast majority, more than ninety nine percent, never actually earning anything from what is presented as the income opportunity of a lifetime, how could it be legal? Why wouldn't it be an unfair and deceptive trade practice? Well, that's exactly what is being argued right now. Well, you're saying, why is it being argued now, not 30 years ago? Well, it actually has been argued. It's just never been acted on. And yeah, that's a sad story. I mean, you, you jokingly said, I guess they just have lobbyists and lawyers 
yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's it. Lobbyists and lawyers, they also have PR guys. Right. And the PR guys have convinced most people that it's, it's legal, works, just don't get your calculator out. But what about all the people that have lost money? And, and this, I think, is even more, maybe more interesting um, and maybe more important to know, let's say, than, than how to avoid it, is what happens if you were in it and you lost your money? What are you to think about that? Well, an integral part of the Herbalife and all of these other plans is to convince you, despite what we just discussed here about the structure and the numbers and the money transfer, about the lack of a market for these products and about the, the futility of, of joining an endless chain. If you do join and you don't grasp all of that for one reason or another and you do join and you hit the wall of saturation, of right. inability to sell and, and you can't get enough people and you, you get tired of paying every month to stay qualified or you decide oh, there's a, there's a monthly fee. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, okay. you usually um, <laughs> the three thousand is just the beginning. Oh, you, you okay, have to, you have to maintain a quota. Oh man, one of the ways you can maintain your quota is just keep buying yourself, and that's what most people do. And you uh, often hear in these schemes auto order. So auto orders are usually about a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars a month, mm-hmm. and that way you stay qualified. Yeah. Just just put it on auto order. It'll get shipped to your house. And then whenever you recruit new people, you're always qualified. And if you have a bad month or whatever, you're still qualified. So people usually quit because they get tired of paying that monthly amount. Um, and they, for one reason or another, decide it's just not working for them. So they quit. Do these companies tend to target low-income areas? Um, I wouldn't say they all target low-income areas. Uh, right now, Herbalife is in uh, sort of a bullseye of, of controversy, partly because it is targeting Latino communities, which would t- typically be lower income. Interesting. So I, I have a story about that. Some of them do, but but um, no, I, I don't think they target low income. Everybody's a prospect. Students used to not be prospects because students had futures, <laughs> had mm-hmm. expectations of jobs, and they generally didn't need very much money as a student. In my day, when I went to school, nobody joined multi-level because we all expected to get jobs. Yeah. We didn't need money. School was not expensive, and we certainly did not have debt. Right. And, you know, all that's changed. But I, I want to go back to uh, why the, the government has not prosecuted. I, lo- lobbyists and lawyers is one side of it. PR is another, convincing people it's a wonderful program and so on. But still, it's churning millions of people through who failed, lost money, some horribly. Some, some it has disrupted their families. They've borrowed money. They've put, taken second mortgages on their homes. They've wasted months or years of time. Why don't they complain? And if they don't, there is a good reason right there why nothing happened not enough people complained. But why didn't they complain? Well, a big aspect of this enrollment process is once you're convinced you could make money, the second statement is, but if you don't, it could only be one reason. You. You. Yeah. You didn't have what it took. Mm -hmm. You didn't try hard enough. You had a poverty mentality. 
you had a loser mentality. You're a loser. Yeah. And also, you quit, didn't you? Well, you know what? You know the only people who quit are losers. Right. The only, only way you lose in this, you quit. So people stay silent out of this, out of shame, embarrassment, disappointment, confusion. But as a result of that, not very many. Last year, we, we did a study through Freedom of Information Act, and we collected a 1,000 complaints. A 1,000 had been given to the FTC about multi-level marketing companies. Mm-hmm. Not very many. It is, when you, when you see the report on them, there, uh, there are a lot of, of terrible stories from people of what happened to them. But numerically, it's not very many. But that's an important element of it for those who fail to know that you didn't really fail. You were destined to fail. You were, in effect, a good yeah. customer. Right. Uh, I I, I want to go on to um, peop, uh, how this affects people because I look. There's been I think almost there's been a time where I was almost suckered into two of these things, uh, and I and I want to make you know just I want to give my story because I think if this has happened to you then this is something you should watch out for. So I was actually, uh, a few years ago, I was um, out of high school, so I wasn't, I mean, I didn't go to college, but uh, I was getting my hair cut at Walmart, of all places, because I was trying to save some money. And the ladies were nice there. So the first time I'd ever gone in, I had sat down with a Latino girl, and she was cutting my hair. And I and I say Latino because you had mentioned that they target those areas. And uh you know, she was selling me Amway. I didn't know it at the time. I was buying into it hook, line, and sinker. I'm like, wait, you make how much money? But you work here as a hairdresser at Walmart? But you have all this money? And you can – he's just like, all I need is five people. And, and if you can and if you can recruit people, you'll make money and then so on and so forth. The same, you know, what you were talking about today. And so I actually followed through with it afterwards. I went home and you know called up her father who was the who was i guess the supervisor so she was one of the people that he recruited uh so she was getting her people on board and when i talked to them on the phone they're like oh yeah we live in town you just come over we have these parties we get it we get together and do the thing and that was what turned me off to it i'm like oh, i don't as soon as they said to me uh well i said okay so what, what do i have to do and they said well you have to buy this product and then you can enroll and and I didn't have money I just wanted money I didn't want to spend money and I'm like uh no I'm not going to do that cuz I'm not going to spend $1000 to do this it's just crazy to me right so I, I got out of it and uh, a week later or 2 weeks later or however long you get your haircut a month later or whatever I go back into Walmart and she's no longer working there and I see a sign up a few signs like printed out on a computer up on the wall that says we promise to not solicit our customers for other outside ventures of whatever so she was probably cutting people's hair and soliciting everyone who sat down in a chair and eventually got in trouble for it and eventually got fired for it and that's a shame because you know she was making money cutting hair and you know she could have she could have been doing that and instead she you know it's this greed factor i guess but and also being in uh, a low-income area uh it 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 definitely goes after those people, and now I I didn't I didn't actually go through with it, but I've had friends who signed up for Herbalife and have tried to get me on board. That's happened. Uh, I never actually went through with it, and I also had another incident 
Uh, and I don't really know what this was for, but it really freaked me out. Which was it was it wasn't a, it wasn't too long ago. It was a few years ago. I was in Barnes and Nobles looking at uh, beer brewing books, and some guy just walks up to me and says, "Oh, I see you like beer." And I said, "Yep." And then we, he's like, "Oh, come sit down with me. We'll have a conversation about beer." And I said, "Okay." So we're at Barnes and Noble, we're a public place. Sit down with this guy. He's like, "Oh, I run a business, and here's my card. And give me a call because I can get you on board, and you know we can start making money together." And I'm just like, "This is this is bad." So this is. I mean, I've been targeted at three or four times in my lifetime. I can't imagine how many times people have been targeted before and have actually gone through with it. Yes, uh, that's. I think that was the. The, my main point at the beginning, that this thing is epidemic. Yeah. It is everywhere. It is all over the place. But as far as its effect on people, I, I think you just described, a, um, g- gave some good examples. And let, let me take it a little step further. Mm-hmm. First of all, that girl that you w- were getting your haircut from um, was probably lying to you, for one thing, about making money. I think the, the first clue you just came up with is if you really were making that kind of money, what the heck are you doing in Walmart cutting right. hair? Right. So <clears throat> the, these programs sort of uh, train people to deceive. I, I run into it all the time. I myself have had my own experiences over the years with friends or relatives or acquaintances trying to tell me they're doing well at it when I know uh, either I knew then or I learned later they were going broke. Yeah. And so there's an element of mass deception occurring here where people are almost taught to fake it till you make it is the term they use. I'm familiar with that term. Fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. The other thing and she did this. Um, she ruined a, a professional relationship. She violated, um, really, the, the code of the business there. She was on the premises of Walmart. She, was, she had you in her chair doing her work. And then she's tried to get you to, to buy into an investment scheme, in effect. Yeah, it wasn't like I could just walk away. <laughs> That's right. She's got scissors to my she, face. She misused her position as, as a hair cutter. She misused her position as an employee at, at uh, Walmart. Mm-hmm. It, but it gets worse than that. You're at a family reunion, and some member of your family tries to get you in, and it kind of implies that, hey, you're going to join, aren't you? I mean... Your family. Fa- yeah. You wouldn't turn down a family member, would you? So yeah, we can make money together. Yeah. Thing, yeah. So friendships, relationships, love relationships, family relationships, professional relationships are sullied this way by introducing this commercial leveraging, this commercial exploitation, which it erases boundaries that are there for good reason. Mm-hmm. You know, you and and we get this all the time at our website of people saying, "Now I got this friend hitting on me. We're not friends anymore. I've got a family member doing this. We don't talk to each other anymore." Even to the point of people getting divorced over it, because the husband says to the wife, "You you have to support my plan here," and she may say, "Well, show me the numbers. Let's do the due diligence. Let's." subject this to a business that, no no you just have to to believe mm-hmm. you know you just have to support me and if you don't support me then you know we can't be married and he wants to run up the debt in the house he wants to uh, mortgage the house and so on 
So there's something about this business that is different from all others. I mentioned the, the income scheme itself, the endless chain, the unlimited, um, which is an infinity factor, which is most businesses would say, well, that's ridiculous. But in multi-level marketing, they actually ask you to accept it. The other premise they violate, besides the laws of math, is the boundary lines that business and, and love, business and trust, business and family have always been kept separate. They ask you the very first day you join, draw up a warm list. What's a warm list? A hundred people you know. Mm. I don't know a hundred people. Think about it. Start with your immediate family, mother, father, brother, sister, and so on. Cousins, move out from there. Colleagues, people you know at church. How about former classmates? So we now have this classic experience that is now Americana, and it's in comic strips occasionally and on TV shows. You get this weird phone call from somebody you haven't heard from in 10 years. Hey, we went to high school together. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I remember you. Yeah, let's have coffee. I wanted to catch up. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sure it's even more prevalent now with Facebook. Yeah. And it, what is it? It's an Amway pitch. Yeah. So, you know, um, this is something kind of pernicious, I think, um, that it has this way of exploiting relationships commercially. Now, I, I will say that Facebook uh, has almost made this routine now mm. where you, you really never know why somebody wants to friend you. And, and it very often is not because they want to be friends. They, they want to sell you something or enroll you or something. But multi-level marketing is literally based upon this idea. Interesting. See, I, I'm looking at your site now, and you have uh, a list of some of the popular ones on your sidebar here. Because I want to make sure that we give out this information in case anyone's been approached in the past or gets approached, approached in the future to know that these are, these are scammy. Right. So, um, like you'd mentioned, each one of those that are listed in there, as it says at the top, <clears throat> so everybody um, like me who speaks about this has to toe a legal line. Oh. The legal line is that you, you can't assert publicly, directly, that any company is illegal. Right. So, the list that you'll see on that website are companies that have either been accused or sued or they've been investigated, or there's something in the public domain mm. of controversy that should alert any reasonable consumer to think twice right. about it. But honestly, um, I want to say that the most common inquiry we get from consumers of all ages, uh, from all over the world, we, we get inquiries from people in Egypt and India, from Russia and so on. It's always the same. The pitch is the same. The rhetoric is the same. The question, though, that we off, most often get, it's not how do you, um, what about exponential math? It's really what about this particular company? See, out there in the world, there has already become a certain awareness that there's something not right here. There's something wrong with these schemes. I just don't know what it is. And while people don't know what it is, they're getting hit left and right with solicitations. Sometimes the solicitations are, 
Well, yeah, I know that some of these are scams, but not this one. Mm. This one is really good. And we have the phenomenon of people joining dozens of them in their lifetime. Well, I shouldn't say dozen, but a dozen or more. We had a lady contact us recently who said she had been in 16 of them. Whoa. Of course, she lost money in all of them. This is not in one year. You know, it's over a period of years. Why would she do that? Well, she believed that the system somewhere lived up to the promise of unlimited income. Somewhere it did. It's just the one she kept getting enrolled in, she always lost in it. Yeah. So she's on a search for the one. So we have a, a resource on our page called, what about this one? That's the question we get all the time. Yeah, but what about this one? I, I read what you said about endless chain, exponential math, last one's in, lose, the bottom is doomed. But what about this one? Yeah. So really what we did is try to offer tools because essentially they're all the same. The model is all the same. One sells soap, one sells powdered protein drink, another sells anti-aging skincare, another sells fruit juice, and another one sells um, some kind of a, a supplement, vitamin, um, a legal insurance. But at the end of the day, what they all are really selling is the chance to recruit other people, mm -hmm. to recruit other people, to recruit other people. So that resource there is the one we try to refer people to. And, and I would say we do end up giving people one real basic question to ask, can you make money selling the product on your own by yourself? If you can't, then the, really the distributorship, the sales opportunity doesn't exist, does it? You can't do it. So if you can't do it, the person you're recruiting can't do it. So what have we got there then? We have a business that nobody can make money in but they keep recruiting other people to get in it. Right. That's yeah, a tough you, one. You can see the flaw there. Yeah. That is bringing us back to the question of a pyramid scheme. That is what a pyramid scheme is. You know, a I think... A scheme is a, an endless chain in which people really invest in something that intrinsically has no real value, even if there's a product attached to it. It has no real value as a business opportunity except when you recruit other people mm -hmm. who must recruit other people. And yeah. in such a model, you're, you're going to doom the, the vast majority. They, yeah. they will lose. Yeah, and I want to just uh, alert people to uh, pyramidschemealert.org, which is your website. And, and I think, I think to, to sum things up is if you get approached by somebody that says you can make money, it's probably a scam, Right. Uh, it says, you know, just uh, an unsolicited, you know, approach, you know, somebody just sends you an email, Facebook message, you, you meet somebody at a coffee shop, uh, you know, you get your hair cut at Walmart, you're in whatever, Air Barnes and Noble, there's, they're, they're everywhere. And I think really, if you just avoid, you know, being solicited, these things, you'll be fine. You don't have to do them. They're not going to work. I, I've been suckered a few times. It's, and, and, and I guess the one last thing is, should you feel stupid? For, for being solicited and, and getting suckered into it? Because I don't think you should. That's right. If you, if you are stupid, you certainly have a lot of company. Yeah. If you're I, being actually, when you get approached by these things, uh, it, it's a very sophisticated 
and well thought out entrapment. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a it's a very calculated, psychologically seducing presentation uh, that obscures the 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 math behind it. They don't offer you the data on success rates and so on that you would need. They don't talk to you about profit margins. So they cover up a lot of things and they divert you into imagining how much money you could make and, and this kind of thing. So it's not it's not a simple-minded thing. It's a very sophisticated thing. Yeah. Um, I would say I would if if I may add one last thing because we do get a lot of younger people now, students, college age people, or people just starting out in the work world in their twenties, uh, contacting us. And the great tragedy I find in this business now is that it is diverting younger people into wasting their time in this kind of pursuit. And and I say wasting because they are not using that time to really invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got great skills, talents, intelligence of their own. Everybody needs to cultivate that and develop it. Each of us do. But when you're out joining one of these schemes, you know, you kind of give up your own personal power, you give it to the scheme, then they tell you, here's what you have to do, and they tell you exactly what to do. Keep buying, keep soliciting, keep coming to the meetings, keep listening to the tapes and the read the books and listen to these speakers, and you, you stop your real journey, which is to develop your unique talents that you have. And that, to me, is the the great tragedy of this thing for younger people is uh, to get diverted away from cultivating and develop your own talents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I agree. And I think uh, I want to thank you, Robert, for coming on the show today. I really do appreciate it. Well, thanks for taking an interest in the subject, and uh, hopefully the conversation will will help some, some people avoid losing their money and maybe move on to things that that will make them money in life. True. And you guys, uh, check out pyramidschemealert.org if you have any questions or if you've been approached. I'm sure there's, you, know, you said there's plenty of information on there. You know, what about this company? Because uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go on and look at a few that have been, I've been approached by to see if they're on your list there for sure. Mm-hmm. So thanks again. Okay. And if you guys have questions, you can email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And I want to point out that uh, if you like the show, Please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever your your podcasting app is. Just make sure you hit subscribe. That way you get an episode downloaded to your device every single day because that's when we post these uh, podcasts, these episodes. And also, uh, I I, I failed to mention this on a couple of episodes in the past, but if you guys go on to any of these services and leave a review, make sure you send us an email that you left a review, which is uh, you can send to listenmoneymatters at gmail.com, and we will send you a free copy of our book, uh, Mastering Men, and we have a debt book as well, and we're actually working on a few other ones, and we will send those out to people who have already signed up for sure. So uh, I want to read a review that is sent in by Andre1352 from the United States. Great podcast that has mystical powers. Five stars. The Listen Money Matters podcast, don't forget the exclamation point, isn't your run-of-the-mill financial podcast. And that's a good thing. They've got knowledge to drop and a bit of beer talk to boot. Not only that, but when they started, I listened it to cure my acne. I got a job, and then my ex-girlfriend wants me back. Thanks, Listen Money Matters. (laughs) I don't know if listening to our podcast will cure your acne. 
uh, or get your girlfriend back, but it could help you get a new job for sure. So we'll see. Uh, if you guys have any more, uh, you know, you can always visit our, our website, which is listedmoneymatters.com, and we have all of our uh, tools and resources, and we'll actually put uh, a link to pyramidschemealert.org on this uh, the show notes for this page, but you can visit listedmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. And that is where we keep all of our information and resources for everybody. So that's it. Robert, thanks again for hanging out with us. And of course, yeah, we look forward. Yep. We look forward to the next episode. So later. Later, man.